Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It was only when Lynn stood up that he realised exactly what had happened. The dagger stored in his jacket pierced through the fabric, through the fabric of the intruder's cloak and into their back. Lynn couldn't help but let out a small laugh. This dagger never failed to amaze him. Nearly a year after its owner had died, it was still protecting him. He paused, trying to figure out just what he was going to do. First things first, he knew he had to see if this person was still alive. He bent down, groping around the intruder's neck to try and feel for a pulse. There was a moment of quiet as he tried to get exactly the right place before he finally let out of breath when he felt it under the skin. It wasn't only there, but it was strong, too. There was no risk of him dying any time soon. Lynn took a moment to debate his next step. He could call for Kaylin, that would be the most obvious choice, but then he had plans for this intruder, plans that he wouldn't want to go through with if Kaylin, or especially Micah, were watching him. He also couldn't risk them waking up and telling the two men exactly what he knew. Lynn would still deny it, of course, but he didn't want the risk anyway. Anything this person said could sow doubt in his boyfriend's minds, and Lynn didn't want anything less than he wanted that. Or, he could deal with this on his own. As long as the intruder stayed unconscious for long enough, then he could easily manage it. After all, he had done it plenty of times before. It was a struggle to drag the body to his desk, and even harder to haul it up into his chair. Lynn had never really been strong, per se, but he was lucky that this intruder didn't seem to be too strong either. He was sure if they had been any bigger, he wouldn't have a chance of lifting them even halfway up. As soon as they were up, Lynn adjusted them, opening his desk drawer and looking inside. If anyone came across Lynn's desk drawer, they would come to one of two conclusions. Either he was in the habit of kidnapping people, or he was into something kinky. In reality, it was both, but no one needed to know that. Working quickly, he pulled out everything he needed to take control of the situation. The handcuffs found their place around their wrists, the chain wrapping through the bars at the back of the chair so they couldn't use their arms at all. Moments later, he was on his knees, securely wrapping rope around both of their legs to secure them to the chair. He deliberated the ball gag, He wanted the intruder to talk, of course he did, but there was always the possibility of them screaming as soon as they woke up. He made his decision quickly, tearing off the intruder's mask and shoving the gag into their mouth before fastening it behind their head. Now that he was relatively safe, he sat back, taking a few deep breaths. He had time, now, 
time to think about what his next steps were. How did he want to go about this? Of course, he needed to see just what he was working with, who it was that had managed to get into the house to attack him. He pulled off their hood, their face masks and the goggles and had his first real look at the man in front of him. He had never seen him before, but that wasn't necessarily surprising. Lin wasn't the best at telling the ages of humans, but he looked young by any means. He couldn't have been far out of his teens if he even was at all. Or maybe it was just because he looked young. Curly hair framed his face, dark freckles smattered across his nose. He definitely looked younger than Kalen, but then again he thought Kalen was younger than he actually was. It wasn't like he could ask anyone either, so he decided to just let it go. However old he was, it wasn't like he was going to get any older. He headed to leave the room, stripping out of his jacket as he did. He would have to wash it soon, it was easier to get the blood out that way. Either the man didn't wake up yet, or even if he did, he would still be gagged and unable to make a noise. It would be fine to let him sit and stew for a while. There was no way he could get out of the bonds that Lynn had left him in. The bathroom was his first stop, to get his suit in some water before the blood set in too quickly. He would send it to be laundered properly later, but for now, this would do. He rolled up his sleeves in the mirror, knowing that he was going to get more blood over them later. He could possibly strip off, but that didn't look as threatening as the rolled up sleeves or the waistcoat look he was rocking right now. Intimidation was important above all else. He reached up into his cupboard, pulling out a couple of healing potions. The man in the library wasn't getting out alive, of course, but he would need to be awake and well enough to answer questions as soon as possible. He had to be completely finished by the time Micah and Kaelin awoke, or else they might have some uncomfortable questions for him. There were another couple of moments where he could just sit back on his desk, debating the man in front of him. Where had he come from? How had he learnt so much about Lin that he was so confident he had kept quiet? How did he know so much about Ro? Everything could be answered. All he had to do was wake the man up and put the fear of death into him. People could pretend to be brave all they wanted, but Lin often found if they had a knife at their throat, then that bravery disappeared. He had watched bigger men than this one collapse at their knees as soon as their own mortality was waved in front of their faces. This man would crumble in seconds. He would scream, cry for his mommy, tell Lin everything he wanted, and then he would die. It was a routine Lin had gone through time and time again. Another deep breath before he stood up and fisted a hand in the man's hair jerking his head back before pulling out the gag to leave him with an open mouth. That was all he needed to pick up one of his health potions, pulling the cork out with his teeth before pouring it in. Lin's hand wrapped around his neck, stroking down his throat to get him to swallow down the liquid. He made sure that the potion was all gone and the man wasn't drowning or choking before replacing the gag and sitting back. Now all he needed was a couple of minutes for it to kick in, and then he would be free to interrogate the man however he wanted to. A few more minutes of sitting and wondering before all of his questions should be answered. Should be being the operative part of that phrase. 
The man came to with a gasp, eyes darting around to try and take in all of his surroundings. When they locked with Lynn's, they filled with fear, and Lynn would be lying if he said that didn't send a thrill down his spine. Let it never be said that Lynn didn't enjoy causing fear in his victim's eyes. To his credit, he didn't even attempt to scream. Lynn could appreciate that at least, the small amount of courage he was still trying to show. Hello, Lynn said with a grin, sitting forward on the side of his desk to get closer to him. This hasn't really turned out as you planned, has it? And Lynn really had to hand it to this guy. The look of defiance in his eyes reminded him of himself. Now, you need to keep silent. If you don't, then I will slit your throat without hesitation. He picked up his dagger, holding it casually in his hand to try and fake that he was at least a little confident with it. But if you listen to everything that I say, then I will let you out of this house alive. It's very simple. Do what I want, and you live. Put one toe out of line, and you die. Those eyes were still hard, but seemed to at least accept his current situation. Lynn didn't want to trust him, not really, but there was no way for him to find out just what was going on without releasing him from his gag. Lynn pressed the dagger against his throat as he stepped forward, giving him a physical warning as he opened the gag with the other hand, dropping it to the floor beside them with an audible clatter. What the fuck did you do to me? The man immediately spat out, but at least it was quiet enough not to wake the sleeping occupants of the house. You're not supposed to have magic. Lynn grinned wide, showing his canine teeth in a way that could stop even a hardened attacker in its tracks. It was predatory, and laced with something even darker. I'm not, am I? Maybe you need to consider that your sources may not be the most reliable, he responded, teeth showing through his lips every time he spoke. Because how else did I get you down so quickly? The man's eyebrows furrowed as if he was thinking hard about the question trying to remember exactly what had happened before he was knocked out. It obviously didn't help because moments later his face fell and Lynn knew he had won. It wasn't the hardest battle he had ever come out the other side of, sure, but he much preferred it this way. A couple of words were all it took to break this guy's metal. You managed to get magic, he finally stammered out and Lynn grinned wide again. I did, but... I promise I won't turn it on you. All you need to do is answer a few little questions for me. He pulled the dagger away a little, giving him just a small amount of space to talk. There was the barest hint of a nod. All of his confidence had seemed to drain away from him. First of all, what is your name? And don't bother trying to lie to me. I will know, and I will not appreciate it, Lynn asked. He didn't really care, he knew he wouldn't have heard of him, but it would be useful to look him up later. If he was working with other people, like he suggested he was, then it would be a useful lead. Gar, the man sighed, looking down at the floor. Garaji. Lynn nodded. He had never heard the name before, of course, but it was always useful not to let that information go. And what do you do, Master Adri? 
he asked. Lead them in with smaller questions, build up a rapport. That was the key to interrogating people. I... Nothing, really. I... I don't work. I'm... I'm a thief. Make a decent living stealing from the markets, he admitted, keeping his eyes away as if he was ashamed of admitting it. Ah, so you're a thief trying to do an assassin's job. Next question, and listen carefully because it's the most important one. Why did you come here tonight? Lynn asked, leaning closer so their faces were mere inches apart. For information, Gar responded, and Lynn saw his eyes glaze over. He was starting to rein back his answers. He was protecting someone. And why would a thief need information? Lynn asked, sitting back on the desk. If you wanted to steal stuff from me, you could have easily. You could see that. So why attack me? There was a pause as Gar thought. Lynn was confident that the next sentence out of his mouth would be a lie. Because I was friends with your little brother. I wanted to know more about how he died, he finally admitted, looking down as if he was hurt. It was a good act, but he had made one mistake. Bullshit, Lynn spat, and Gar jumped a little. Arata would never have associated with a human. A nice try, though, I'll give you that. If he was less of an asshole, I might have believed you. But he was a massive asshole. Gar gritted his teeth, obviously mad at the error he had made. So, I highly suggest that you have a severe think and tell me the truth. Lindgren, lazily bouncing the dagger on his knee. Why did you come here? Gar's jaw set itself and Lin knew that he was losing him. This was a person protecting someone who was willing to die to protect them. He had made his decision now and that meant Lin wasn't going to learn any more from him. Who sent you here, Gar? He asked, trying to soften his voice even just a little. He had one last shot to get him to talk. And it didn't work. He had lost his one chance of getting all the information he needed. And now he had nothing left. Well, Gar, I feel it's time our conversation ends, don't you? Lin sighed, finally standing up from his desk and stretching up to his full height. It's been really fun. And I hope that your friends appreciate you dying for them in this way. If they even notice you're gone. He took a few steps around him, making sure he was stood behind. Gar's hands were turning white as he clenched the side of the chair, the fear in his eyes increasing with every step that Lin took. It was a shame Lin wouldn't be able to see them as he died. He leant down, preparing the dagger in his hand and pressing it to Gar's throat. From behind him, he wouldn't have to worry about the spray of blood from his neck. His lips found his ear and he dropped his voice to a whisper. Tell Arata, I said hi. And he slit his throat.
The next few hours before morning was a rush. If Leonard thought that getting the body up onto the chair was bad enough, dragging him all the way to his lab was even harder. His decision to change all the carpet in the mansion to hardwood had been a good one, in hindsight, because no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't help but leave a trail of blood the entire way. It took another annoyingly long length of time to haul him up onto one of his lab tables. He would be fine there for now. The more pressing matter was making sure Kaelin and Micah never discovered what had happened overnight. His clothes were put into wash immediately, soaking them in the bath to loosen the blood as quickly as possible. They would go to be cleaned properly, of course, but he had always wanted to make it easier on the people who worked in the laundry. The rest of the night was spent mopping blood off the floor on his hands and knees. It was a pain, sure, but it wasn't like it was something he hadn't had to do before. The fear of either of the men in his bed waking up and coming to see him forced him to get it done a lot quicker than he ever had in the past. Not that he ever wanted to do this again. After dawn, he was stood in the kitchen, the house looking exactly like it had when Kayla and Micah had gone to bed. He was halfway through cooking breakfast, a plateful of French toast and all the trimmings for them to pick at and eat. It had been hard work, but in the end it was worth it. No one would know a murder took place here last night. No one but him and the dead.